Hey, cuz, you like podcasts? Oh my gosh, I do. This one in particular I love. You like number twos? Yeah, all the time. Then you'd love number two podcast. And you know the best way to support number two podcast? How is that? Please tell me. Go to campfirepod.com and click on the Amazon link on the right-hand side and buy something from Amazon. Because anything you purchase, we might make a small commission at no extra charge. That didn't sound Yay. good. Yes, it did. That's C-A-M-P-F-Y-R-E-P-O-D.com. That's right. So let's get this. Let's get this. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Londres. And I'm Eric, but you can call me Tello. <laughs> this show is a family-oriented show, but it's oriented from the adult perspective. We talk about adult situations, and very often we use adult language. So if there's any kids in the room, kick their asses out. They don't belong here right now. Unless they want to learn something about life. Right, this may not be suitable for children. And I'd like to add, I don't want to make anybody mad, and I love my family and friends. I do too. You know, we start with that disclaimer all the time about not wanting to make anybody mad. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> How many times have we made somebody mad? Oh my gosh, I just wrote down, you know, you put in the intro from an adult perspective. We should really change that. It should just be from our own <laughs> perspective. Well, we are adults, doesn't that make it an adult perspective? We are, but it doesn't count. <laughs> because we're children of adults? <laughs> Oh, yes. oh my, are you? <laughs> you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> <laughs> I kid. I kid. Of course. Of course it's from our perspective. Whose else perspective would it be? I can't speak for anybody else. Let's just say there won't be any guests on this show for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> no, Did something happen? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, speaking of show, this is number 45. Oh my gosh, it's never felt so good to be so old. But we're the same age. I mean, we're, we're, the show is getting older. We're still staying approximately the same age. Because we get old every single day. Well, I know every day you wake up, you're older, but. Yeah. I mean, your hair didn't get like that. Why are you being so. Each time you have a birthday. You know, you know what? I have been looking into like. Like balding guys' haircuts. I wasn't talking about the balding. I was talking about the gray streak oh, in man. the front. I've had my that's gray streak since I was in my early twenties. Exactly. So that's why I never felt like I was old because of the gray hair. The thinning part <laughs> is the part that bothers me. And I don't like dwelling on this. We we mentioned this so far in every episode, it seems like for the past four or five episodes. But I've been going I've been looking through and I think uh it's getting to the point where I'm gonna start either shaving my head or cutting it really short like jason statham maybe he, who is that uh he played in the transporter sh uh, series he's been in the, the last few um fast and furious movies mm. um interesting the expendables Inter you don't know jason statham i probably do i just don't know his name hang on let me pull up a picture of him oh yeah i do that's him i've seen him a lot Luis loves his movies yeah this guy yeah look, look at your screen yeah, he's like ripped too. What are you saying? You think that's real? Oh yeah, totally. He I, has an uh, a foreign accent, right? Yeah, or he's, does he... he's from England. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's in a lot of those action suspense movies. Yes, I think I'm gonna try and look like him when I lose, like when my hair thins out enough, because he keeps his head shaved or really, really tightly cut. Cut. That's good. What are you? Are you telling me I can't look like Jason Statham if I get a short haircut? I think you should look like yourself, not try to look like him. That's that's the problem with society. No, I know. I'm going to look like myself, but you know, here's a guy who. Also a handsome fella, great shape, just like me, and his hair, started to lose his hair, so he just got his hair cut short. So that's what I think I'm going to do. So it's not that I'm trying to look like him. It's just that nature has made me automatically kind of look like him. So I like his style, so I'm just going to try and adopt parts of it for myself. That's understandable. My brother-in-law shaves his head off. Not his head. <laughs> wow, that's a close <laughs> shave. He shaves his hair off so he's like completely bald you talking about cleo yes loopy's husband yes Luke, yeah, my he, sister mm-hmm. yeah he's had the shaved head for quite a while and that's something that works for him i don't know yeah i don't know if he has hair that can grow or if, or if he was going bald he has not. the um receding hairline oh okay um but you can't really tell on him like well because he shaved his head off he keeps it <laughs> I have such a way with words. Yeah, you do. So what's they been going on? To come out. What? Ever since what? So they never seem to come out right. Hmm. Um, we took a little trip to Mexico. How'd that go? Um, it was interesting. Um, my oh, mother-in-law. Yeah, you went to get your mother-in-law. Yeah. And she's actually back. She's not officially with us yet. We dropped her off at my sister's. My sister-in-law's. When you brought and her so, back, did you have to sneak her in through the dashboard? No, we actually just like put had her, in a her suitcase and up. put yeah. some clothes on top of her. Yeah, yeah. And immigration, the border patrol was like, "All U.S. citizens." We're like, "Yes, sir." Any, are you bringing anything back? No. Don't look at <laughs> my suitcase. It's just dirty clothes. And my mother-in-law. They're like, "Go ahead, pass." I was like, all right. I like to think that she was hanging on to the bottom of Luis's truck just like the whole time. <laughs> well, that's the thing. We didn't take the truck. Oh, you didn't? No. Um, I don't know if people Oh, you said the truck Luis. is too pretty to take to Mexico, right? Yes. Yeah, it's too dangerous to take. We probably would be like dead somewhere or like it'd be stolen. Um, and just to clarify, you did not sneak your mother-in-law into the United States. She came in legally. Yes. <laughs> Because you put but her in I a do fragile know some box smugglers. and meld her over. <laughs> yeah. Did you send her first class? Yes. Did you poke some holes in the box? I, of course. Did you put some food in there with her? She didn't eat that much. <laughs> <laughs> it's a quick ride. <laughs> no, nah, she's she's a she's a nice woman. Yeah, but we she is. Um, we took Luis bought another vehicle, and it's a Ford Expedition. Because we don't have a family car anymore because we sold the one that we did have, <laughs> which made no sense. But anyway, um, so Luis and I have this joke, an inside joke that nothing, you know, we just, we're not Ford drivers. Okay. So. <laughs> That's a good joke. Good one. <laughs> I like that one. You mind if I steal that one? I was one? waiting for it. <laughs> 
we're not Ford drivers. So when he got this, I was like, are you sure? This is a Ford. We don't really like Ford. So, and he was like, no, no, it's fine. It's, you know, it's good. It's clean. It's, it drives smooth, blah, blah, blah. Okay, it's fine. By the way, before you finish the story, I've been emailing with Ford. They were thinking about sponsoring the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they should because... I'll, do, I'll write back and say, let me think about it. <laughs> well, this might change your mind. I'm just kidding. They, I have not emailed Ford about anything. <laughs> I drive a Honda. <laughs> so, um, we make it... The, the, the drive is about six, a little over six and a half hours, okay? We make it in good timing. And he, Luis is like, before we actually cross over into Mexico, let's stop at this gas station and get whatever. So we did. I'm sitting in the truck waiting. And he's, I'm like, go ahead and get some water to take over. He's like, all right. So he's paying for the water. I get in the driver's seat of the, the, the Ford and I go to start it and it doesn't start. And I'm like, oh, shit. And this is brand new or like a <laughs> No, used- it's a used. Yeah, okay. it's a used one. What year um, do you know? I think it's a 2010. Okay. And um, it's, you know, it's a pretty nice one. But anyway, so it doesn't start. Which I'm like, oh, this is not happening. So we have like a little travel basket hitched on <laughs> with all of our stuff. <laughs> the kids are loaded in. and He's like waiting for me at the front of the gas station, you know, pull up closer to the door so he can put the water in. And I'm looking at it and I'm like shaking my head. It's not starting. It's not starting. So he comes back and he's like, what? I'm like, it's not starting. He's like, no, you're lying. I'm like, no. So, of course, he has to get in and try it. It doesn't start. Well, you have to verify. It's not that he didn't trust you. Just like, hey, let me see. Maybe it likes me more. (laughs) So he pops the hood. Or maybe it's like when you see those signs that say wet paint. And you still touch just to make sure. Like, you don't know how old that sign is. Or a hot surface. <laughs> you want to feel how hot it is. <laughs> and you're like, oh, that is hot. <laughs> they need to put on their hotter surface just so people know. Because hot surface just is too tempting. Oh, oh, gosh. It's like, don't touch it. It's hot. <laughs> touch it. Anyway. So we, we pop the hood. And Luis and I are standing in front of it. And we have no. He has no. Any concept of anything dealing with anything under the hood so he starts like just wiggling think, the wires i think jerry seinfeld used to do a joke about this he'd say i popped the hood i don't know what i'm looking for what am i looking for an on and off switch i don't know what else to look for <laughs> we just stood there we both are like deer in the headlights looking i'm like well everything looks good he's like well i don't even know what's wrong so it didn't take long before i was already like frustrated so I get on the phone with roadside assistance and well, first the warranty place. And they're like, well, we're going to get you to roadside assistance. And I'm like, well, tell me what this looks like. Well, they should be there within two and a half hours. <laughs> After your six hour trip already. Yeah. And if they can't get it started, then they're going to have to tow it to a dealer and the dealer's going to have to work on it and give us a report of what's wrong with it. Um, I said, sir, I said, we are hundreds of miles away from home, supposedly on a vacation. (laughs) He was like, well, let's just get the roadside assistance out there and and go from there. I'm like, I was like, I could feel like 
the flames <laughs> starting to surround me. And I wasn't like being burned. I was like coming up. <laughs> Your anger. <laughs> yes. And then Luis has a friend that is a mechanic and he called him and he's like, hey man, this is what it's doing. Like nothing. And so the guy's like, I think it's the key. He was like, you know, try it again. And it, and it turns on. I don't know what the deal was, but I'm like, we need to just get rid Are of it Are you telling now. me you put the key in wrong? I don't think so, because Luis did it too. How do you put the key in wrong? I don't know. I just put my key in and turn it, and it works. Thank God. That's what usually I do. But needless to say, while we were in Mexico, we had another key made. <laughs> <laughs> I understand those Mexican keys work on everything. Yeah, this company or this guy, I shouldn't say company, but his little business supposedly is like real legit. He programmed it right there in front of us and everything. (laughs) He probably kept a copy (laughs) for himself too. You better watch out next time you go. There's like, yeah, probably, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, that was my Ford story. (laughs) So the, the rest of the time in Mexico, you didn't have any problems with it? No. Um, Thank I'd, goodness. I was afraid you were going to tell me you broke down in Mexico and had to hitchhike your way back to what, wherever. No, I'm not very, I don't drive that truck very much. Um, it's just maybe just a few times around here. But I tried to drive and help Luis on the way back. And it is very, I don't know how to describe it, but the steering wheel is very loose, like... Any movement to it will move the the expedition. So I'm driving and I'm going like 80, 85. And I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't drive this. You know how you play those video games with the... the you mean like you're doing right now? For the people who aren't watching this video, my cousin <laughs> is moving her hands up and like she's holding on to a steering wheel. She's just going back and forth with it. Like, like she's driving right now as an example. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So it was really sensitive. <laughs> it was very sensitive. Like I would look in the review mirror and I could see Priscilla and she was just going <laughs> back. <laughs> She's like, I don't think you can drive this. Well, would it be I had that, to pull over. With it being that look, sensitive, I hope it doesn't listen to this podcast because it might start crying. It probably is. You know why? Because it's a Ford. <laughs> Dang, cuz. <laughs> Sorry, Ford drivers. Yeah, I've never owned a Ford. So, wait, have I? No, I don't think I have. My first car was a Toyota. Remember that one? Piece of junk. Was it a Toyota brown? Crescent. It was. It was champagne. <laughs> with a rusty white hood. Oh my gosh! I think I do remember that. And two big rust holes in the sunroof. Mm. So every time it rained, I got a little, I got a little shower in there too. But hey, that was my first vehicle and I loved it. And w- when it wasn't raining and I had that sunroof open, man, I could feel the wind going through my hair. I thought I thought I was awesome. And it was a stick shift. So when people tried to pass me up on the highway, I would downshift and just blow them out of the water. Cuz it was a tiny it was a tiny little car, very light. It was. It was. Sometimes it scared it scared me though cuz when I go too fast on the highway, I could see the fr- like the suspension was shot. And I would see the front end start to 
to go up a little bit. I'm like, am I going to catch some air? Am I going to fly away? Is the hood, <laughs> is the hood going to blow up and just and these wings going to flap out? <laughs> <laughs> and after that, I had um, a Nissan Pathfinder. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I love that one. But then I got it worked on one day, and the mechanic put the wrong part in there, and over time, it just started to deteriorate. It, yeah, it it I don't know what happened. Something bad happened on the on in the motor, and I couldn't drive it anymore. That sucks. And then I bought an Isuzu Rodeo from your 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 sister, my fave cuz. Yeah. And I enjoyed that. I love SUVs. I'm I'm an SUV guy. I know they're not good for the environment. Yeah. And I apologize. I apologize for that, but uh, I really love them. And when that one transmission died on me on that one, my brother came and picked it up and took it and found a transmission in Texas really cheap after I bought my Honda, my brand new Honda. Yeah. So I could have had, I could have kept my car for about 1200 bucks if I had li- still lived in Texas because cheapest I could find a, a transmission in Kansas at that time was $5,000. Oh my gosh! You were probably and looking for a new one. No, no, this that was, was a discontinu- used. That oh. was used, yeah. And now I have my Honda, my Honda Element, which they no longer make. <laughs> but I like it because it fits my personality. Because it's square, and so am I. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm square. Oh, you're square. That's too funny. I am. Um, I'm a nerd. <laughs> I'm a well, nerd. <laughs> I need to buy some nerds for graduation party stuff. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Speaking of graduation party, before you get started on that, I want to show you what I got in the mail. Aww. I, I just moved here <laughs> and already I'm getting junk mail. Look at this. <laughs> Look at that nonsense. Can you see that? Look, that's my sweetie. Isn't she Look precious? at this. <laughs> You like how I protect your safety and security by covering up the address information? Yes. No, I, I was really surprised. And I'm I'm looking at these pictures. I'm like, golly, I remember when this kid was born. I know. It's so She sad. was just a little baby with a big bush of curly hair. <laughs> just like this. Bi- she looked like a Q-tip. Just this she big. She was. It was so Ball easy there to fix curls. her hair. You could just put like a little bow somewhere, <laughs> anywhere. It, it, how many bows did you lose in that hair? <laughs> and not very many. But as she got older, you can see her hair, it was just really hard to to maintain, I guess. Right. And what I'm talking so about is I got an invitation to Pila's graduation. Thank you for that. I'm not going to be able to make it. Oh, well, it's just a, you know, keepsake. You know, I'm busy. Keepsake? Yeah. Put it somewhere special. I can't throw it away after this podcast? No, mail it back because we need it. We ran out. (laughs) If you throw it away. Are you serious? Did you really run out? (laughs) No. (laughs) No. Um, It's funny because I went and I took your mom, you know, and your brothers and everybody their invitations and I normally like so that I don't have to go like house to house. I usually say, "Can I leave so and so's so that <clears throat> you you probably will see them before me, and I don't have their address." And so basically, what you're saying is, "Can you do my work for me?" Yeah, nice. Um, very it's very, smart. it's very 
Yeah, because when you're driving around in a 120 degree heat in, heat index, you want to make the least amount of stops that you can. Plus, you don't have the people's addresses. So family helping family is what it's all about because I know that. And just a comment on that. I love Texas, but the heat here is awful. Yeah. Like down yeah. in Southeast Texas where you are, the humidity makes it bad. And here in Austin, the humidity isn't as bad as it is in Southeast Texas. But the heat, I don't know, man. It's like the sun just cooks hotter here. Yeah. That's that's how it is in Mexico, too. I mean, it was just like... Maybe it's because Austin has a lot of Mexicans. Probably. That's probably right. Me included. (laughs) Maybe if I left town, it'd get a little bit cooler. (laughs) Anyway. um... I'm so hot. (laughs) (laughs) With my gray streak. That's what I was talking about earlier, your gray streak. Um, gosh, what was I saying? Oops, I can't you were deli- You were delivering the invitation. Oh, yeah. And so I was like, Aunt Becky, this is for Danielle and Martha and them. And your mom just looked at me like... I'm sorry. Did you just say the person's name who is banned from the show? Yeah. You cannot say her name. I'm sorry. La Marta. <laughs> yeah, there you go. She's like the Kakui Chupacabra yeah. La Marta. Yeah. So... I'm like, oh, I was like, Aunt Becky, I I don't even know where she lives. So Stacy's like, it's right down the street from here. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't know exactly where. And so your mom's like, well, let me see if I can pull up her address. And so <laughs> she pulls it up and she's like, well, I don't have hers, but I have Danielle's, your, your, your little niece. My and niece, I was like, yes. you know what? Perfect. I'm just going to mail it to Danielle. <laughs> I had already addressed it with their names. I just didn't have an address on it. Danielle, who lives out of town. Correct. So You want to send it to her to give to her mom, who lives in the same town as you. Yeah. So just Because I think Danielle's coming into town, but I'm not sure if she's going to make it. Okay, but now she has to make a delivery from the city that she lives in. No, 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 no. No, no. She just has to tell her. You know how kids are. (laughs) She'll probably text her, hey, mom, I got the invitation here. Tell you what, your, I know La Marta listens Becky's to this fault. show, so just tell her right now. Martha, I, La Marta, I'm sorry. <laughs> Aunt Becky didn't have your address, and I was too hot and lazy to go try to find <laughs> where you lived. So I smelled it to your daughter. You smelled it to your her daughter. My I niece. mailed it, yeah. There it is. Snail mailed, if you want to call it that. <laughs> or combine the two and just call it smelled. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens when you grow up. Where people run their words together. We've already had this conversation. Before. I do it all the time. My teeth don't help the situation. I probably shouldn't be podcasting, to be honest with you. No, I think it's okay. I think I've listened to some very famous talk hosts, people, radio hosts, whatever that you're talk called. show host. Isn't that what I said? Host talk shows. Talk host. <laughs> talk host sounds like tacos. Which makes me hungry. <laughs> Wait, what is it called? Talk show host. <laughs> Let's just move on. Tacos. <clears throat> so, um, while we were on our road trip. I like trip, tacos al pastor the best. <laughs> I like carne asada. El pa- Although, pastor is very good. The tacos I had at your house at one time when Luis cooked some kind of meat. Mm-hmm. And threw some cilantro on it and a mm-hmm. squirt of lime. Those were the best tacos I've ever had. <laughs> we haven't made tacos in a long time. 
But we're drifting off the subject. To. You were too hot and lazy. You, yeah, we're way off. Too hot and lazy to go deliver. Yeah. And you didn't want to smell it to her. No. I, I smelled it to Danielle. <laughs> and now it's her responsibility to invite her mother. No. Marta. No, it's not her responsibility. Her name is on the invitation. It says La Marta, Danielle, and family. <laughs> anyway. You're ridiculous. No, I'm not. Your mom would not take the invitation. Because it's not her responsibility. How She's many? not organizing your daughter's graduation party. No, it, was a fa- it was a favor. It was and a she's favor. Not, she's not obligated to do a favor no, just because she's you asked. not. And she gave me the address and I, I mailed it. <laughs> now, she helped me out. Okay. <laughs> so what it sounds like, if I were to play pop psychologist here, because you know I like doing that because I'm not a qualified <laughs> doctor or psychologist or psychiatrist or medically trained in any way, I would say you actually don't want La Marta to be there. And I'm okay with that. (laughs) (laughs) If I didn't want her to be there, I wouldn't have put her name on the invitation. And I put it first. (laughs) If you wanted her to be there, you would have driven to her house and delivered it to her. Or just put her address on the letter and mailed it. I didn't have her address. And I didn't have my... You didn't have her address? I did not have her address. (laughs) I'm sorry I make fun of you so much, cuz, but sometimes it's just too much for me to pass. I meant to say, I was trying to say I don't, and at the time I didn't, but I don't and I, I didn't at the same it. time. There you go. Yeah. I made a new word. You're, man, you just have a language of your own. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to learn Spanish, but maybe I should try to learn Lord this. <laughs> Stop. Anyway, I'm I have kidding, another. Cause we should quit. We should quit being so divided like this and and unite because we're stronger together. That's well. You're the one that's picking on me. No, I just saw your shirt that said "Stronger Together." Oh, yeah. So it's a it's a woman's, you know, fight oh, breast okay. cancer shirt. I I support that. Yeah. So um, anyway, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. So when we take these family trips, we um. We like to play road games, and I don't know if you're familiar with the alphabet game. I know the alphabet. Well, what we do is we're driving, and we try to find the alpha, everything that start find something that starts with every letter in the alphabet. I play so, that game; it's fun. Yeah, yeah. So it gets you know when we're going through a small town or an area where there's absolutely nothing, <laughs> like no businesses. There's nothing but just road and whatever. So we were going through this one area and there's these two bikers and this lady, like she has on her bike, motorcycle, she has like a cup and it looks like she's just sitting down on something that she didn't really need to control. Like she didn't have to steer very much and her hands are like sitting up and she's like on her phone and I'm like, oh my gosh. While the motorcycle is... In yeah, motion. this is like highway. Like she's oh has to be gone goodness. at least sixty five, seventy. And so I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh, y'all see her? And she has like this huge jug of you know how like at the convenience stores sometimes they sell those huge jugs where you can buy fountain drinks. 
Yeah. Okay. She has one of those, and I'm just like shocked to see her setup. <laughs> and we are on the letter I in this alphabet game. So we pass her up, and then I'm assuming it's her husband, and he's on his, it looked like a Harley. And I'm like, oh, oh, I, I, because he has I'm on his shirt. And I didn't finish reading it. It just said I'm. I was like, oh, there's an I, I'm. And his shirt read, I'm a mother. <laughs> I'm a mother, mother fucker. <laughs> I'm a mother of two. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, okay, that it I said, is gone. It said, I'm a Martha fucker. <laughs> yes. I was like, that is so bad. That was my my eye story with the alphabet. <laughs> well, it's a good thing you saw that. Otherwise, you couldn't get to the next letter. <laughs> What'd you find for J? I don't remember. It was a group effort, so I don't remember who found it. You found it. Somebody wearing a shirt that said "just effing around." <laughs> no, I think it was like a Jack in the Box. Found a jackass. <laughs> You're like, look at that jackass over there and they look for a donkey you're like no 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 that idiot riding <laughs> a motorcycle <laughs> riding a motorcycle playing on the phone really it was funny that's nice anyway so what about you what did was they die on? huh did they die no thank that goodness so <laughs> no hey look no 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 look cuz i hope they didn't i hope not either <laughs> I, I've never been on a motorcycle. I do like them. I enjoy them. I, I like the designs of them. I would like to to ride one one day, but I, it's just not me. But I had a boss who told me one time, he's like, if you own a motorcycle, you're 100% guaranteed to get into an accident. And he said, the person that hit you, they all belong to the same cult. And I, I was like, oh, this sounds like a conspiracy. Now I'm listening. What's up? <laughs> he said, I said, what kind of cult? What are you talking about? He said they say the same thing. I was like, "What's that?" And I was I was waiting to hear like some inside cult stuff. He said they always say I didn't see him. Oh and my gosh! There was one time I almost hit a guy on a motorcycle, and you know why? Because you did not see him. I didn't see him. So, I, I threw. I said that as a joke. Uh, you know, did they get an accident? But seriously, people <laughs> with motorcycles cool. get in accidents way too often. <laughs> I've been on one, I think, a couple of times. And one of the times, it ran out of gas. It was right down the street from our house. Was that when you were looking for a cool, cool, home. cool, cool rider? Kind of, yes. <laughs> Your grease two phase? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so wait, it ran out of gas and what happened? I had to run home. What the, kind of the, motorcycle the, was the, it? The, the, my friend that was, it was his. I don't remember. Oh. I think I was like 14 or 15. I think I was like 15. Oh, cuz on a motorcycle? Maybe 16. Yeah, I think I was 16. And um, it was right behind one of the churches in the neighborhood. And uh, like it just stopped. And I was like, uh-oh, this this friend may not be my friend anymore. <laughs> What's happening? And he's like, uh, we just ran out of gas. I'm like, seriously? He's like, yep. I'm like, okay, I'm going home. So I ran home. <laughs> Good call. Yeah. 
that was when they were doing a lot of construction, so there wasn't very much activity on that road. Well, good. He didn't have to worry about traffic when he was pushing his motorcycle <laughs> home. And I, I often think, did it really run out of gas, or was he just like being mean and was like didn't want? To? Was he being mean, or was he trying to set up a situation? I don't think he was trying to set up a situation. Yeah, he was a guy. No. He was a guy friend, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was trying to set up a situation. No, he wasn't, because well, he didn't try anything. Because you ran away. You did I a smart g- thing. Hey, cuz. I gave him enough time. No, I'm oh. <laughs> that is a joke. No. <laughs> you were like, well, nothing's going to happen. I'm just going home. There was no attraction there on either side. So, anyway, let's move hey, on. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> I saw, so, um, I went to see Solo, uh, the new Star Wars movie. How was that? I I went in there with very low expectations, but it was actually it was pretty decent. It wasn't great. Uh, it's I would enjoy seeing it again, but you know the guy who got who's playing Han Solo, mm-hmm. you know that's the part that was originally played by Harrison Ford, who you know he's a movie star for a reason, right? And this guy just didn't feel like him. Yeah, he didn't have the same charisma and charm that Harrison Ford had. I mean, not to say that this guy's not charismatic or charming in his own way, but he's he is no Harrison Ford. Trust me. You think you went in there with that, hoping to see that same charisma, and that's why it was you were a little disappointed, or just you think he has he didn't fulfill the the job? He couldn't fill Harrison Ford's boots. But that being said, it was still enjoyable. Um, and like I said, I'd see it again. It told more backstory about the character. And we got to see how a little bit of his his youth. Mm-hmm. And spoiler alert. But you know what? No, I'm not going to spoil it. No spoiler alert. I just, just heard it was bad. Like it got, it did not make the money it was expected to make. Yeah, I think like it, it was a bit reviews. of a disappointment for mm-hmm. the expectations that Disney had for it because so far every Star Wars movie uh, since Disney took over has been a financial success. I'll tell you what I really enjoyed about the movie. Chewbacca, the Wookiee, mm-hmm. good stuff. I love him. <laughs> he's like he's He's been like the heart of Star Wars for quite a while and I'm, I'm glad to see... I, I like seeing their their story of how they met and became friends and donald glover who plays lando calrissian should have been a lando movie this guy this guy got it right because billy d williams played lando calrissian in the original star wars trilogy and this guy had it down like lando was like a, a kind of a smooth guy you know had that kind of womanizing feel to him mm-hmm. and donald glover did a great job kind of matching that and being smooth as well. And a bit of a, a shady character. Are you okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> what? Go ahead. It went away. <laughs> it burned sometimes. I'm, I'm telling this story and I look at my cousin and she's making this face like she's about to cry or explode. 
This is the sneeze trying to come on. Anyway. All right. So yeah, Donald Glover did a great job as Lionel Calrissian, and the guy who played Chewbacca did a great job as Chewbacca. And it was a lot. Those those two characters were a lot of fun. Um, the Han Solo stuff, some of it was all right. I will give a minor spoiler. Um, <laughs> no, nah, I will. I mean, hey, look, you, I think they talk about it in the trailers, but just um, something that's been mentioned in a couple of Star Wars movies is that Han Solo made the Kessel Run and under 12 parsecs. And we get to see the famous Kessel Run. And it is fun and exciting, but I really didn't want, I didn't want to see that. I don't think we needed to see that. I think that's something that should have been just left as a, a mythical, legendary sort of thing. But we see it. <laughs> and it's fine. Fine is not good. Well, no. I mean, I was hoping to be blown away. The movie didn't blow me away, but it was a fun time. It was enjoyable. I don't regret seeing it. Just maybe and wait until it. it comes out on DVD. No, I I, I, I prefer the, the, the theatrical experience. I like seeing stuff on a big screen, which reminds me before that, a couple of days before that, no, a couple of days after that, excuse me, I went to see Taxi Driver on the big screen. What is that? It's an old movie from the movie? 70s that was, I'm sorry, what? Is that a horror movie? No, 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 no. Well, I mean, I guess you might think of it as horror in that there are elements of it that are scary if you think about it. But it's a, it's a 1970s movie directed by Martin Scorsese, written by Paul Schrader, starring Robert De Niro. That's the only name I knew. <laughs> you don't know Martin Scorsese? No, because how am I supposed to know? Casino, okay, yeah, okay, The Departed, yes, yes the I know those Wall movies, Street, some Aviator, of those movies, some Gangs of, those of movies. New York, yeah, that one. Too. I mean, those are his most mostly his newer stuff. But I don't pay attention to like their names. I just pay attention to their physical, their appearance, like their in, them. Because why don't you just punch me in the nuts? <laughs> it wouldn't hurt as bad as this right now. <laughs> Sorry. So anyway, first time I've ever had a chance to see this movie on the big screen. And I've seen it at least a dozen times before. I own the DVD. And, you know, I, it's something I was introduced to when I was in film school. And I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Martin Scorsese, as it is. So to get the chance to see it on the big screen, I, I jumped at it. I'm like, yes, I want to do this. And it's the story of a guy who is a former Marine. He suffers from uh, insomnia. And this is Robert De Niro's character. Mm-hmm. And he, he gets a job as as a taxi driver at night. So just since he can't sleep, he said he might as well be able to make some money. And really, I think he's suffering from PTSD. Now, that wasn't something that was, you know, really diagnosed at that time. But thinking at, now that what yeah. we know about it and seeing yeah. him and his character, that's, yeah. That makes it's sense. It's really disturbing because you kind of see him start slipping into this this dark, this darker and darker place. And uh, he has a hard time really connecting with people. He has some friends who are also cab drivers. And there's a woman played by Sybil Shepherd, And because I like her. I do too. And she is just absolutely stunning and gorgeous and beautiful in this movie. This, oh, I want so to say now the movie, she's not. Well, I don't know. I haven't seen her in a long time. I'm sure she's still a beautiful woman. But I mean, just, you know, you've, you forget how gorgeous people are sometimes. 
Anyway, what? I was gonna say it's gonna sound gross. Like, don't ever forget about how gorgeous I am. No, that's like that sounds so gross. Anyway, <laughs> what's wrong with you? Oh gosh, a so lot anyway, is wrong with me. Well, he tries. He he approaches her and he's really blunt about it. And he asks her out on a date, and she accepts. First, they go to have lunch. They you know they get mm-hmm. some pie or whatever, and she gets a fruit salad. And he's talking to her and he's being really blunt and honest and telling her things like he thinks she's lonely and the guy she works with doesn't respect her. And, and you know, he's telling things to her that she's probably no other man has ever said to her before. So she agro- agrees to go on a date with him. And this guy is he, like, he's really, had, he really can't pick up on, on social things because he takes her to a a porno theater oh and watches gosh. some Swedish movie. And he, and she's like, she's asking, she's like, is this a porno theater? He's like, oh yeah, but this is, you know, this is a real popular movie. A lot of couples come see this movie. <laughs> so they go in and they're watching and, you know, obviously she's, she gets offended. So she gets up and leaves and he's apologizing to her. And he's like, ah, oh, you know, I can take you to another movie. I, I didn't know. And it's really sad. And Cause he had no like concept of, yeah, he's he, really yeah, and she says, you know, this is about as exciting as if, if you had just said, let's fuck. <laughs> and, I mean, she had to be really blunt with him. So I'm watching this, and I'm thinking, man, I mean, I would never do that, but I'm starting to identify a little too much with this guy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, I would never take a date to a porno theater, but I had wanted to invite somebody to watch this movie, Taxi Driver, with me, but I... I backed out. I didn't do it because I knew this movie was dark, but seeing it in a theater on the big screen, it really bummed me out because I, I didn't realize how I don't remember it being as dark as it is. And I think because it was such a big screen, because you're seeing more detail in the emotion that they, the actors really are, you know, when they're, when they're performing, you get to see more of that emotion. You get to see their face on a larger, a larger scale than you're, what you're used to. All that stuff, stuff comes across even more powerfully. And the thing that really got to me, Jodie Foster played in this movie. You know the actor Jodie Foster? I do know that. Silence of okay. the Lambs. Yes. So she was just a kid when she played in this. And she plays a 12 and a half year old kid in this movie. She was probably around the same age. But she plays a runaway who is now a prostitute in New York. Oh my gosh. Yes. And again, I've seen this movie. I knew that was in there, but now that I'm uh, older and I have children in my family, I, you know, you start to relate to things differently and you you don't want to think about anything bad happening to the people you love. And you're like, man, part of the plot of this story was he's trying to rescue her. She 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 jumps into his cab one night, and her pimp pulls her out and throws him a crumpled twenty dollars and tells him he didn't see anything. So that twenty dollars comes up a couple of times later in the movie, and it's just a reminder to him. So now there's these two women in his life, uh, the one who got away, and the one he's trying to save, and he's just going deeper and deeper into this dark dark place that he. Uh, He's just getting lost in his own mind. And he decides to do something to try to get 
help. Simple Shepherd's attention. No, oh. not help. Oh, okay. Well, actually, you know what? He does make he does reach out for help from one of his cab driver friends, mm-hmm. somebody who's been doing it a long time. But you know, when you're in a place like this, you need professional help. So he's talking to him and he's telling him, you know, I've been having these these thoughts, these really bad ideas. You know, I'm, I'm going. I want to do something. And the guy tries to help him out. He tries to give him advice, but he's way off the mark. He doesn't really understand what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. So he's telling him, oh, you're young, you know, go out, have a good time, get laid. And that's not really the solution to the problem he's having. So, you know, he just, he's like, ah, you know, I, I don't know, you know, who am I? What do I know? What, you know, what, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. He's like, you feel better? And, and Robert De Niro's character kind of laughs it off. He's like, yeah, 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 but he's not. So he buys a bunch of guns. <laughs> yeah and uh, uh, Sybil Shepherd worked as a volunteer for a guy who's running for president a politician damn yeah so his idea to get I'm assuming to get her attention is he's going to try and assassinate this guy oh my gosh yeah so he what a way to win her over <laughs> yeah so he goes you know he's like practicing and again you know, former military, so he has experience with weapons, but he's at a gun range shooting and stuff like that. And and you see him getting ready, holstering things up, and he's strapped up. He's got got his boot knife taped to his boot in, just in case, you know, when everything else fails, he still has that. And he makes this contraption out of a out of the the doors uh, the drawer sliders. Uh-huh. You know, he cuts it off, and he has this thing going along his forearm so that he can just like quick release and have a gun come out kind of like um Antonio Banderas and Desperado how yeah. he had the guns come out from from his sleeve yeah. I was gonna say okay. or Terminator didn't he have like guns too I don't remember that part but anyway um. <laughs> not important don't derail the story cuz getting really deep and okay dark and disturbing <laughs> So he gets all this ready and and like the final act of defiance or just like shunning society, especially this time, keep in mind, 70s, he cuts his hair into a mohawk. And it's really kind of a startling image to see because he had had, you know, a full head of hair the entire time. And plus, Robert De Niro, very young at this time, uh, probably mid-20s, maybe thirty. Dang. You know, and, and and he's seventy skinny at the time, so like no body Super fat. Super thin, yeah. Yeah, and he has muscle, but it's not like muscle like today's muscle where people like bulk up. Right. It's just like functional skin and bone muscle. Mm-hmm. So you know, you see him with this this kind of striking haircut, and you know he's going to do something bad. So he's at a a rally for this this guy who's running for president. And uh, he's trying to get into the crowd so that he can make his move, but the Secret Service spot him. And he he knows that he's been spotted, so he runs away. And since he couldn't do that, like since he since that plan failed, he he falls on his plan B, and he goes to the place where this pimp hangs out and prostitutes out, you know, a bunch of women plus yeah. Jodie Foster's character. And he goes up to the guy. And he had already had interaction with this guy because previously in the movie he had gone to talk to him so he could talk to Jodie Foster's character and try mm-hmm. to convince her to go home. 
So the guy, the pimp didn't recognize him. And the pimp is played by Harvey Keitel, who you probably don't know that actor either, but he's a really good actor. Yeah, don't. Right? So it's stepping out of the movie for a second. It's really cool to see these two powerhouse actors share the screen, same screen time together and you know, acting back and forth when they're young, you know, early on in their careers. But anyway, Robert De Niro takes one of his guns and shoots him in the stomach and he falls over. And then he goes into the building where they operate from. And uh, there's a guy who's kind of security, but he's also a sleaze guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he comes at him with, uh, I think he shoots at him and Robert De Niro shoots the guy's hand off. Oh, oh shit, that scared me Yeah, when you did that. (laughs) Fingers go flying everywhere. And he's, uh, you know, there's blood going everywhere. And you see Jodie Foster's, Jodie Foster's character turn her head when she heard, here, here's the gunshots and she's with a guy. So, I mean, there, there, there's nothing graphic, uh-huh. like, but the stuff is implied and, and you think, you know, she was, she was doing stuff with this guy mm-hmm. again, a little kid. So <clears throat> the guy she was with the John comes out and he has a gun. So he shoots at Robert De Niro, Robert De Niro shoots at him and, kills him and kills uh the guy the guy comes the guy whose hand he shot off comes mm-hmm. at him and, and shoots him again i think in the arm uh, again like there's all this gun stuff going on i I'm, i might not be getting this 100 percent accurate mm-hmm. but it, it's just a it's a big shootout bloodbath yeah and robert de niro ends up killing him and then harvey Keitel come is not dead yet but he comes back and he has a gun and shoots at him uh robert de niro ends up killing him and then uh, he ends up in the room with uh, Jodie Foster's character and she's screaming and crying and stuff and she's scared and you know he's not trying to hurt her he's trying to save her right so he he's in the room and he's just like he's full of blood he's oh he got shot in the neck so he's got he's bleeding from his neck there's blood all over him there's blood splash on his face from the guys he already killed and he grabs a gun and puts it under his chin <gasps> And he pulls the trigger. Uh, so he did all and that for it, nothing. And it clicks. He pulls the trigger again and it clicks. He pulls the trigger like two or three times and the gun is empty. Damn. Then I think he grabs another gun. Same thing. Pulls the trigger. Clicks. And then he sits on the couch and he's all bloody and just battered. And you know, you know, no good is going to come of this. And he holds his bloody finger up to his head. Like a in like the shape a, of a it, gun, yeah, yeah, and he he go, and the cops show up, bleeding. The cops have their guns pointed at him because they don't know what's going on. And we fade out, and then you see like articles taped to a wall, and they're articles about this hero taxi driver who saved this this little girl. Oh, yeah, and there's a voiceover of a guy reading a letter that was written to, to Robert De Niro's character. And he's, it's with the parents of, uh, that girl, of Jody Fo- yeah, of Jodie Foster's character. And they're thanking him for saving her and, and sending her back home and saying all this nice stuff. And you're like, it's what looking pretty good. Like, yeah, like, all right, he, he did a heroic deed and he saved this girl. But really, I mean, it was, motivated because he couldn't get the other woman's attention 
So after the letter's read and the guy is saying his thank yous and stuff, you see um, Robert De Niro back on the street as a cab driver again. He's he's talking with his group of taxi driver friends, and one of them says, "Hey, it looks like you got a, you know, somebody in your cab." So he goes and drives him home, and it's Sybil Shepherd. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, "All right, man, good for him." He's like, "Things are getting back to normal." <laughs> you know he. He got it out of his system. He's he's good. And, you know, now he, he got the attention of this woman like like he was trying to, but not by killing, killing a yeah. politician. Yeah. But he still he's still killed. He's still a murderer. Yeah. But, you know, he, he saved this girl in the process. And things are looking like they're back to normal. He doesn't charge her for the ride. He just drives off, says goodbye and <laughs> And you're like, all right, man, this guy is going to turn his life around. And then for like a split second, not very long, you just see him do like this real fast look in the mirror and then back to normal. And you're like, okay, this guy is not normal. (laughs) He's not going to be normal. This is just the first of, this is not the last time that something bad like this is going to happen. And it just, like I said, it was just a dark, I felt so bummed out when I left. I was, I thought to myself, I'm glad I didn't ask a, a date to this <laughs> because I would have felt just like Robert De Niro in the movie when he took his date to a bad movie. No. I, <laughs> I mean, it's not the same thing, but no, still, just, this just, is not a, this is not a good date movie. No. So I, that's what the podcast is for. <laughs> <laughs> just dark moments <laughs> <laughs> but it's a brilliant movie i love this movie you should have just played it for us <laughs> did i take too long telling the story nah. I, hey look hey cuz what did you think of fantastic mr fox <laughs> let's just move on it is still in the it. dvd player in the living yeah room. so if i tell you to watch taxi driver I know you're not going to watch it. Now so I probably will watch Taxi Driver because it seems so like it has ex- excite. No, don't tell me the story about it. So that, that's all I want. I, I'm sorry I told the story. No. It's, it's a movie that's <laughs> I'm at just least 30, maybe 40 leg. years old. And I figure people have seen it by now, but I wanted to just tell how it unraveled to me. And I, I, you know what? I left out a bunch of stuff, to be honest with you. Because <laughs> I'm just busting your chops. There was one scene, like I said, I've seen this movie dozens of times, but there was one scene that, seeing it on the on the big screen, I don't remember this shot. And it's a shot of him burning some flowers he had tried to send as an apology, but she didn't accept them, so they were all in his apartment. So he burned them. Yeah, he's burning them when he's getting ready to do this, when he's getting into the mindset to do these bad things. Do you know? And it's right on. It's like the camera's right on it. And I'm thinking, how did I miss this all those other times? I don't remember this shot. Well. But it's it's pretty symbolic. Go ahead. Well, and I, I say, yeah, I mean, of course, I was just joking with you when I was saying whatever. Can you hear? Oh, yeah. Okay. And yeah, um, it was very hurtful, that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, See, I don't. But, I'm not hurtful when I make jokes about you. No, of course not. No, but, I come from a very kind and playful place. 
so, but what you, the, just to hear this, I mean, it, I was listening and to hear, to know that movies that were made even that far back, because that's when, when we think of 20 or 30 years ago, we're thinking from the 1990s, you know, so really right. how many years ago has that movie been out? Uh, it's been probably 40 years at least. Okay, so... I want to say it came out in 76. Okay. So, do yeah, you think 40 years. Ma- remaking that movie into modern times, how do you think people would... How would the, would the public react to that? As far as See, when it, it comes to assassinations, when it comes to addressing PTSD or those... Because, you know what I'm saying? like Or child prostitution. Or child prostitution. Pedophilia. Yeah, yeah. All that stuff. That's a good question. That's um, what I was I thinking give, of when you were telling me about it. Well, you know, I was thinking when I was watching it or after I watched it, I was thinking this this is not a blockbuster type of movie. Mm-hmm. A lot of movies that come out now are blockbusters. The The smaller ones are usually independent movies. So if something like this were to be made today, if it hadn't existed before, if it's not a remake of Taxi Driver, if Taxi Driver never existed and somebody had this idea now, it would have to be an independent movie because the story is, is really kind of small. It centers around this one guy who's not a, a real significant person. Um, and again, it's, it's really about his own struggles with himself and, um, and this, this mental breakdown that he's having. And there's, there's not like a whole lot of visual effects. It's, you know, the, the, the shootout is probably the only stuff that, had any kind of special effects work. So it's not like, like, you know, visually stunning in right, that way. Right, right. Well, only like a film person would pay attention to that stuff. Well, I'm just saying like yeah. what, what sells today. See, I don't even like, like pay attention to that. Well, I mean, it's all superhero movies, big action movies. That's, that's like the big movies. Yeah. I think like Jurassic Solo. Park is coming out too. Yeah, Jurassic Park is coming out. There's going to be dinosaurs in that. Mm-hmm. There's no dinosaurs in Taxi Driver. <laughs> There's no place for a dinosaur. <laughs> if you put a dinosaur in New York City, you got a Godzilla movie, basically. Yeah. True, true that. So, I mean, I can't... There are, you know, dramas and stuff that come out, but there, there's usually huge stars. And Robert De Niro, his star was rising at the time, but he wasn't like a huge name. Mm-hmm. And but to be able to, to get into that type of character, I, yes, I know. It almost makes you think there has to be a dark side for you to get oh, into that. I'm sure, yeah. And that you know, again, this being the '70s, racism was very prevalent in the movie. Homophobia was really prevalent in the movie. So again, yeah, like you said, trying to make something like that now, it would be very difficult. They, they would have to handle that material very carefully. Because, and not that they did a bad job of handling, I mean, it was a sign of its time. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't use a lot of the words that they were using when they were describing gay people or uh, black people. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people still use those words, but you look at them now with kind of disgust. Yeah. Like, you know, how, what a Neanderthal are you to be calling people names like that? Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I even think about movies, older movies where you see young people drinking and smoking and doing, you know, that's a, you don't see it. I don't know, maybe because I don't watch a lot of movies anyway, but 
the ones that I do, you don't see that a lot. No, you don't. And there was smoking in this. And I mean, it is kind of surprising because now, I mean, people still smoke. Yeah, but, but so many people don't because they know how bad it is for you. Right. And for a movie to promote people smoking is saying, go ahead, kill yourself. <laughs> Not literally, like, you know, but kind of, sort of. Anyway, so. No, so it's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, check it out. But just be prepared. Well, you it's told us all about it. You leave. <laughs> we don't need What's to that? see it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. My retelling of it, no, no, no. My retelling of it doesn't do it doesn't do it justice. And Jodie Foster, as a child actor, she was really good in it. She's like gifted I mean, she's, and talented with that. Stuff. Oh, <laughs> like beyond. hundred yeah. percent. She is really talented. But be, even being. I'm assuming she might have she might have been a teenager in this movie, but as a teenager, she was such a great actor. She was believable as this kid from from the Midwest who has now found herself in New York and thinks that she's in love with her pimp. That's crazy. It is. It's crazy, but it's really convincing. Oh she yeah, did a great job. It's believable. The whole cast, every everybody in this movie is believable. Well, we need to get a hold of Robert Nero. Tell him what a great job he did. Yeah, I'm going to put out a public invitation right now. Robert De Niro, I know you listen to this show. You're welcome on it anytime you want. And we probably would be so corny, we wouldn't even know what to ask you. <laughs> I would say, why are you making the movies you make now when you used to make the movies you made then? Save it for the interview, because save it. What was it like working on uh, on Bad... Was it Bad Grandpa? I think so. Well, Let's compared not. to working on Taxi Driver. <laughs> when you made Little Fockers, <laughs> how would that compare to, say, Goodfellas? <laughs> Actually, you probably can see some similarities in those <laughs> characters, just in a different atmosphere and yeah. time. Well, it sounds like it's time for us to go. We've taken up plenty of time, and I didn't mean to end on such a bummer, but... <laughs> Just, we need, all need to was, go out there and watch Taxi Driver after we watch do. Fantastic Mr. Fox. <laughs> please watch Fantastic Mr. Fox. I need to go help with the garage sale. So it's in the living room. So not the garage sale, but I can watch it while I'm sitting in there waiting. How do you fit a garage in your living room? We actually turned the garage into the living room. <laughs> oh, what a great idea. <laughs> You're having a living room sale. <laughs> the garage sale's outside. Like, I don't want to end on a bummer. Do you have anything, just a happy something to say real fast before we leave? You know what? You know what's happy and exciting? What? What's happy and exciting is when our listeners support our show through campfirepod.com. That's right. And if you have any dark, depressing movies you want to recommend. <laughs> Hit us up on social media. Yeah, you can find us at Num2Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Or if you want to email us, numtupod at gmail.com. And numtupod is N-U-M-T-W-O-P-O-D. Have a great day. Watch a dark movie if you, if you need to get it out of your system. <laughs> but after that, go find something happy to watch. Put on Fantastic Mr. Fox. There you go. This was a bummer of a show I did not mean to bring it 
down, but I think it's important to talk about mental health, and I'm off key, and I don't have a good melody, so <laughs> it's time to say goodbye to number two podcast. We're gonna go and do some fun stuff to bring you up and make you smile, cause I know I just bummed you <laughs> no, out you real didn't. bad with that story but Robert, Robert De, Niro. De Niro is such a great actor Robert and Scorsese is a master storyteller Paul I Schrader wrote some good scripts but I don't know about I his directing ability cause his movies are questionable but usually very dark Where'd that come from? <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Uh.